Welcome back to Last Touch Channel. My name is Anton Vjeldsen. I'm a criminal defense attorney in the Southern District of California here in San Diego. I'm actually licensed in Nevada, California, and sometimes I associate local counsel in other states in order to represent people there. Now that we got this introduction out of the way, let's discuss today's case. This one deals with burglary. An individual tries to get through the back door into a home. He gets charged with burglary, but he has a defense. He says that he thought this home belonged to his cousin and he was simply visiting. Now we're going to differentiate between specific intent and general intent crimes. I will explain to you that difference and whether a mistake of fact is actually a defense. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Law Stash Law Firm at Western Region San Diego. To accept this call, press 5. To refuse this call, hang up now. Thank you for using Kinetics. You may start the conversation now. Today we'll be discussing California Supreme Court case People v. Hendricks, which came out just last month in August 2022. And here's what happened. The following information all comes from video surveillance footage. Around 7 a.m., Mr. Hendricks approached a home. He knocked on the front door. He then pushed the video doorbell button. When nobody answered, he walked around the house, opened the side gate, came up to the back door, opened the screen door, and then attempted to enter. He failed to open the glass door, at which point he turned around and calmly sat down on a bench in the backyard. The owner of the home was present at the time, so he called the police. When the police officer approached Mr. Hendricks, who was still sitting at that bench, he asked Mr. Hendricks what he was doing there. Mr. Hendricks looked surprised. He was still calm and he explained to the officer that he was waiting on his cousin. He was trying to enter that home because he believed that his cousin lived there. Now, during the search, it turned out that Mr. Hendricks did not have any burglary tools. The only thing he was carrying with him was a water bottle. Despite the explanation, the officer arrested Mr. Hendricks and charged him with first-degree burglary. The case goes to trial, and Mr. Hendricks provides the same defense. He says that this is a mistake of fact. He believed that the house belonged to his cousin, while the prosecution argues that this is a straight burglary. Prior to deliberation, the jury receives the following instructions. They get a general instruction dealing with burglary, and here's what it says. The instruction 1700 says that the defendant is charged with burglary. To prove the defendant is guilty of this crime, the people must prove that one, the defendant entered a structure, and two, when the defendant entered a structure, he intended to commit theft. To decide whether the defendant intended to commit theft, please refer to separate instructions I give to you on that crime. Now there's a difference between specific intent and general intent crimes. Let me explain this to you. When we're dealing with general intent, the idea is that the defendant wants to commit the crime and he has knowledge that he's committing that crime. When we're talking about specific intent, that means that not only does the person have the intent or knowledge that he's committing a crime, 
but he wants to have the outcome, the result that comes from that action. Meaning, when we're talking about burglary, not only does the person want to enter the home, which could be trespassing, like a general intent crime, he wants to commit another felony inside, usually larceny. That's the difference between general intent and specific intent crimes. And when we're talking about mistake of fact, whether the crime is general or specific intent matters. Here's what this following jury instruction says when it comes to mistake of fact. Calcrim instruction 3406, differentiate between general and specific intent crimes. With general intent, in which case the defendant believe must be both actual and reasonable when it comes to mistake of fact, or if we're talking about specific intent, in which case the defendant need hold only an actual but mistaken belief in the relevant fact. Here's the instruction that was given to the jury in this case. The defendant is not guilty of burglary if he did not have the intent or mental state required to commit the crime because he reasonably did not know a fact or reasonably and mistakenly believed a fact. If the defendant's conduct would have been lawful under the facts as he reasonably believed them to be, he did not commit burglary. If you find the defendant believed that the defendant's cousin Trevor resided at the home, and if you find that that belief was reasonable, the defendant did not have specific intent or mental state required for burglary. If you have a reasonable doubt about whether the defendant had the specific intent or mental state required for burglary, you must find him not guilty of that crime. Now that we're at the appellate court and then later at the Supreme Court, both parties, the prosecution and the defense agree that the words reasonable were improper instructions to the jury. Because this was a specific intent crime, the mistake of fact does not necessarily have to be a reasonable one. And so the appellate court at first says that that's not a big deal. When we're coming to the Supreme Court or the appellate court, we're dealing with harmless error standard. Meaning, even if the jury received a proper instruction, would they still convict the defendant or would they acquit? When we're dealing with harmless error, let's look if this is harmless. Well, the appellate court says that the whole defense is a sham. This was a burglary and not a mistake of fact. But when we're coming to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court says that the appellate court made a mistake. The question for the appellate court is not whether this error or this defense was a sham. Well, it is up to the jury to decide whether to believe Mr. Hendricks or not. That is simply a question of fact. At the Supreme Court, the court tells us that this case needs to be remanded because the jury received the wrong instructions. And then later, it's going to be up to the jury to decide whether to believe 
whether Mr. Hendricks actually had a mistake of fact, even if it was unreasonable one. If that's the case, then this is a good defense to a crime of burglary. If the jury later decides that he did not have mistake of fact belief, well then he'll be found guilty. I hope you now understand a little bit more about general and specific intent crimes and how they work and a little bit more about mistake of fact defense. If you enjoyed this video, please click like, subscribe, hit that bell notification button so next time I post, you'll be first to know. And if you're listening to this recording in a podcast form, I ask you to give me a five-star review. And you can find, of course, this recording on Audible or Spotify or anywhere else you find your podcast. Thanks for watching.